This is Cardinal Francis George. I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Word on Fire Catholic Ministries is a nonprofit ministry at the forefront of Catholic evangelization, using new media to spread the faith on every continent. Father Barron challenges us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The global benefactors of Word on Fire, with the support of the Archdiocese of Chicago, now present Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, it's that time of year again. Days are getting short. Skies are overcast. Perhaps a few snowflakes are in the air. The brightly colored leaves have all fallen, and only the barren branches are left. An ominous bleakness is all about. November has arrived, and with it, the liturgical readings dealing with the end of time, the destruction of the world, a great cosmic battle. This time of year, we always deal with these texts. Our first reading for this weekend is taken from the book of Daniel, one of the most extraordinary of all the biblical books. I recommend you sit down maybe during these uh, bleak weeks at the end of liturgical year and read through the book of Daniel. It's fascinating, strange, puzzling, wonderful book. It was written most likely in the second century BC, during the time of the Maccabean Rebellion. That's when a group of very pious Jews were rebelling against the Hellenizing Greeks who had invaded uh, the Jewish space and were trying to undermine much of traditional Jewish life. So it was written during a time of, of great crisis, of struggle, of conflict. And the first part of the book of Daniel deals with a period much earlier than when it was written, but another particularly dark time in Jewish history namely the period when the Jews were in captivity in Babylon. It is accordingly a book of crisis, a book of judgment, a book of danger. It's the first of the so-called apocalyptic writings in the biblical literature. The book of Revelation, of course, which is the last book of the New Testament, is the final one here. By the way, Revelation draws a great deal from Daniel. Now, what makes a book, what makes literature apocalyptic? Usually some combination of these elements. An account of a great military struggle, accompanying signs and wonders in heaven, a survival of a remnant of true believers. Let me say those again. I think that's what, what characterizes, what makes up an apocalyptic book. Some great military struggle, accompanying signs and wonders in the heavens, and a survival of a remnant of true believers. You know, a very good example in contemporary times of this, although at a much lower literary level, would be the left-behind series of books that were wildly popular, what, maybe 10 years ago. But they would have all three of these elements quite clearly. Now, in Daniel's telling, a terrible struggle among the nations will take place. A time of anguish, 
I'm quoting now directly from the book, a time of anguish such as never occurred since nations first came into existence. However, in the wake of that great struggle, a deliverer, identified as the angel Michael, will rise to protect Israel, and a faithful remnant will be spared. It's an apocalyptic story. Now, from the time that this text was written, so let's say mid-2nd century B.C., right up to the time of Jesus, an apocalyptic mood was pervasive among Palestinian Jews. This whole period from the Maccabean War, right at the time of Jesus, there was a great apocalyptic consciousness, a sense of impending doom, impending struggle, battle of the nations. Now, of course, a lot of that, if you look at it just historically, culminates in the terrible rebellion against Rome and the destruction of the temple in the year 70 A.D. You see, very much in this period, there was this apocalyptic mentality. The Greeks, who were being battled during the Maccabean period, might have been succeeded by the Romans. But Jews still anticipated this great culminating struggle against her enemies that was coming. So Jesus comes of age during this period, and he often, in his own rhetoric and speech, picks up on these apocalyptic themes. And so in the Gospel for today, He's speaking to his followers just outside the holy city of Jerusalem at the beginning of his passion. Here's what he says now. The sun will be darkened. The moon will no longer shed its light. The stars will fall from the sky. Well, there's your your heavenly signs. Nations will rise against nation. Well, there's your battle theme. And then, the Son of Man, here playing the role of Michael, will, quote, assemble his chosen ones from the four winds, the gathering of the holy remnant. Okay, okay, you say, I get it. Daniel's apocalyptic. It was an apocalyptic period up to the time of Jesus. Jesus picks up on these same themes in his own preaching and teaching. Okay, I get it, but what does all this have to do with us? It seems like so much mythology. Cosmic signs, epic battles, angels and demons, the end of the world, a remnant remaining. Well, actually, if we take the time really to understand this literature, I think we'll discover it has everything to do with us and with our time. How do we get at it? Well, I'd say first this. We should never sentimentalize the New Testament or the figure who stands at the center of it. As though the New Testament is simply the story of a beguiling and charming itinerant spiritual teacher who taught us deep truths about God. That's the New Age approach to the New Testament, the New Age approach to Jesus. He's a great spiritual teacher. 
teaching timeless spiritual truths in the manner of, of Buddhist uh, mystics and Hindu teachers and Sufi poets and so on. Is there something to that? Yeah, sure, there are points of contact you can find. But the New Testament, from beginning to end, is in fact the story of a battle. It's the story of a great struggle. God enters his world. There's the story of the Incarnation. How? How? Quietly, clandestinely, without fanfare, sneaking, as C.S. Lewis put it, behind enemy lines. The point is that the rightful king was returning to resume his leadership of the world, which had fallen under the influence of dark and twisted powers. Let me say that again. The rightful king was returning to his world, which had fallen under the influence of dark and twisted powers. Now, friends, you can interpret the evil of the world in all sorts of categories. Sociological, psychological, economic, political, etc. I mean, we can use all those categories to describe and explain why the world is as it is. Why it has such an overtone of darkness about it. But don't you sense, honestly, that none of those goes deep enough even by a long shot. When you survey the nature of the world in all of its moral compromise, all of its darkness, all of its violence, hatred, sin, that somehow those categories of politics, economics, sociology, and so on, just don't cut to the heart of the matter. Stalin and Mao, Hitler, Pol Pot, the absolutely insoluble violence of the Middle East, even the daily violence on the streets of my hometown of Chicago. Can you explain all that simply in terms of these ordinary categories? And friends, perhaps especially when we look with complete honesty at the wickedness that abides in every one of us. I'm not saying we're nothing but wicked. But every one of us sinners, and everyone listening to me right now is a sinner, so am I. There's something in us that's basically and enduringly and spiritually off. Here's the point now of the New Testament. Jesus came to fight all of that. The dysfunction at the personal level, yes, Dysfunctional, dysfunction at the institutional level, yes. At the cultural level, yes. And the dysfunction that abides at the deepest spiritual level. Every one of the Gospels speaks of the devil, which is to say of some fallen personal and spiritual power that has come tragically to rule in individual hearts in institutions, cultures, etc. The Lord deals with sin and darkness, as I said, at all the levels I mentioned. 
but he appreciates all of those as outgrowths of a more fundamental darkness. And that is the satanic or demonic power that he has come to battle. The cross was where that struggle was finally and fully engaged. Where Jesus did battle, yes, with all the other levels of dysfunction, but finally with the prince of this world. Now, you see the apocalyptic element coming in, the great struggle, the battle. And notice how in telling the story of the crucifixion, the gospel writers use apocalyptic imagery. The earth shaking, the sun being dimmed, peoples in tumult. The sin of the world came to crush the proper ruler of the world. That was the cosmic struggle, the battle. But in the resurrection, the king won his victory. And then, listen now, because it has to do with every one of us, then commenced, as he said he would, to call his holy remnant from the four corners of the world. The church, you might say, is that great community which exists in the wake of this cosmic battle won by Jesus. Evangelization is all about Christ, through his church, summoning people from the four corners of the world to join this holy remnant that exists in the wake of the great cosmic struggle. You see now why these strange stories from Daniel and the New Testament, these apocalyptic accounts, have everything to do with us. And God bless you. I hope you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George, and I pray that God will bless you and those you love. Four years in the making, and it's finally here. Our new Catholicism documentary series, book, and study program are now available to order online at catholicismseries.com. Will you help me introduce this epic film series to your parish, school, family, and friends? Catholicism is an unprecedented adventure around the world and deep into the faith. Learn more at catholicismseries.com or call 1-866-928-1237. That's 1-866-928-1237.